Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, psychological health, physical health, emotional health, awareness in men and society. First, it started with MAN, M-A-N, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Ryan Anderton. Um, and yeah, I've got a very varied mental health background. So I'm uh, looking forward to discussing it with you today. Yeah, thanks. And, and, it's, and, it's, all, and it's all smiles. It's all smiles. Uh, it, he hasn't stopped, guys. If you, you guys can't see him, because obviously this is not a live thing, he hasn't he hasn't stopped smiling. So that's either a sign that it's raining outside and he's warm, he's trying to keep warm, or, or he's ready, he's happy to come on the podcast. So whereabouts are you, um, Ryan? So I'm um, in West Yorkshire, um, in my little hometown of Peakley. Wow, wow! And for the listeners out there, can you, can you tell them about? Um, West Yorkshire, Yorkshire, and just your hometown. Um, so Keighley's a pretty average town, I think. Um, very diverse in regards to its culture. Um, used to be a big sort of mill town, yeah. big cotton industry. But I think, like most towns, it's just pretty typical. We've got as as nice touristy places. Yeah. Um, and we've got as, as far run down areas, but for me, I like living here. We've got the, the tourism of and the history of Howarth and the Bronte sisters just a few oh, miles away. Yeah, the Bronte. We're on the door. Yeah. yeah, we're on the doorsteps of the Yorkshire Dales. Um, we have the, the city life of like Leeds and Bradford that's quite close. Yeah, yeah. And it's for me, it's a really good base to be able to get out and see so much buried stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You spoke about the Bronze Sisters. I didn't realise. Yeah, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. And um, have you ever moved away, or is that is that where you've always been kind of based? No, I've moved away quite a few times. So yeah. I've uh, I've lived in Leeds, and which isn't so far away. But I've also lived in Dublin. I lived in Greece. Wow. I went to Thailand. Wow. Um, lived in Oxford. So yeah, um, but always ended up here. Yeah, so the uh, the cliche home is where the heart is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you 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 um I can see you've got a, a, a what's that called? Say recycled, recycle, recycle yourself. Recycle yourself. Yes, and that kind of sounds yeah. that kind of sounds appropriate to what you're saying there about you know going, moving to different places and and. And I think that's, that's something that we should, some of us should be doing is kind of helping to recycle the planet and also recycle ourselves. So um, I've invited you on to talk about mental health and what your thoughts are and just you know, you know, give, give everyone a background about you and, and where you, what you think about mental health. Well, in regards to me, um, I've suffered with my own mental health challenges. Well, when I look back since I was about 17, yeah. um, I never really uh, found an identity for myself. Right. I was always one of the football lads or just one of a group. And I don't think I ever sort of developed my own sense of purpose, right. who I want to be. I was just part of a team. Um, I was, yeah, from nine I was a footballer, through yeah, yeah. to ish. Um, and I was just part of a team. And then football ended, um, 
and I sort of got lost a lot. Um, in between that, I'd, like I say, I moved to Dublin, moved to Leeds, moved to Oxford, yeah, yeah. Uh, moved to Greek, Thailand, and it was always sort of like searching for myself, and searching yeah, yeah. for what I wanted. Um, and my mum passed away um, when I was 25. Yeah. She was only for herself. So there was that grieving involved in there and yeah. relationship breakup. And, you know, the yeah, same yeah, old yeah. story as, yeah, when, yeah. as we just get older and we live our lives. Um, and then when I was 30, um, I had a big breakdown. I ended up in Edale Hospital Mental Health Ward yeah. for eight weeks. I uh, attempted suicide in Blackpool yeah. the first time. Right again since then, but um, a couple of years ago, I found peer support and mental health and mental health support groups, and I started to talk about how I felt. Yeah, yeah. And from there, I opened up, and other people around me opened up, and I realised that I wasn't alone, and that it was okay to struggle, and it was okay to get in trouble, and it was okay to not have a real identity and know where you're going in life yeah, because yeah, yeah. we all find life at different ages some find it early some yeah. find it late uh, but we can we can all get there in the end there's a light at the end of the tunnel for everybody yeah, it's just a case of how do you find that um, so I was in hospital came out um, found a relationship had my little boy, felt like things were sort of all right. Um, but I don't think there were. Um, I was just living a life for the sake of having a life. Yeah. Um, I had a breakdown on the end, um, which meant I wasn't allowed to see my son, um, which is still a life struggle that I'm going through today. Hopefully yeah. that's towards, towards the end now. But um, three and a half years ago, um, my last suicide attempt happened and that's when I started to, to recycle yourself and I I thought said to myself that you need to sort yourself out Ryan yeah. okay, but you've had mental health support you've had peer support you've got good family and friends around you and yet you keep coming back to attempting suicide um, and one of the lads had said cycling really helped me so I thought, yeah, I'll get on a bike and I'll give it a go. What have I got to lose? And I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a real sense of um, escapism. I didn't have to move to Greece or to Thailand yeah, 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 places. Yeah, yeah. I, I could go places and come back and I'd still be me. Um, and it gave me um, great mindfulness, great um, well-being. It gave me a routine to my life in regards to I was getting up, I was eating better, I was washing better, yeah, yeah. I was feeling fit and healthier, but physically and mentally. And that sort of, um, and that, that, that became recycle yourself. I recycled myself yeah. from being somebody with no purpose into a cyclist um, and a fundraiser and somebody who spoke very openly about his mental health yeah. um, and that led on to doing my, uh, my, my well, now two around 
the coast of Britain bike rides. Wow. Um, I've raised money for mental health. Um, and I also did the very top of Norway, uh, through Russia, all the way down to the bottom of Spain. Wow. So I did that last year. So this, the, the cycling aspect of my wellness um, helped me, but it also helped me fundraise for other people as well. So I'm sort of giving back. Yeah, yeah. And that gives me um, a, a real self, uh, self-satisfaction. I'm, I'm doing something with my life and I'm giving back instead of just being a bit of a nobody where I was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and we'll, we, not to push it to one side, but we're going to get to that part. In a, we'll get to that part of the bit because that, that bit is there because I can see you smiling and um, you haven't stopped smiling. And, you know, I mentioned the, the recycle bit. And, Funny enough, oh, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even know, I didn't even know anything. But I just thought, oh, the recycle stuff. And then when you start speaking about moving, I thought, I wonder if there's some sort of connection. So um, we'll talk about that in a bit. So you're, you're, when you said at the beginning that you, you didn't, what did you say? You said, yeah, you say you didn't know yourself. Um, yeah. You didn't think you know yourself. You, you were kind of, you kind of, one of the lads, and you kind of just. What do do you did you see anything from your younger age group that made you think like that? Made you not, or did you just come to a point where you thought, "Well, what am I doing here?" Or what what made what made what brought you to that point where you said that? Did something happen when you were younger? Or no, I won't say so. It was I was always like a happy, happy go lucky lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was part of successful football teams. But I, I think. When, when I look back at it, I was always one of the quieter ones. I, would, I sort of never stood out. Um, and I just always just plodded along. Um, and there was, I've always been quite ambitious, but never successful, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. And it was that, that thing of, um, whilst I was part of a team up until... 30, yeah. um, we'd, we'd win on a Saturday, we'd win on a Sunday, and it sort of gives you enjoyment. But when that went, it was like, well, what, who am I? What have I got to do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was just, I had nothing to replace it with. So it wasn't until 36, 37, where I found cycling, that I had that physical outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the... I had the the enjoyment back. Yeah, it's a purpose as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when you said when you said you you what made you what at thirty what made you stop? What how did it stop? Well, the, um, I um, I'd always picked up niggling injuries as oh, a yeah, yeah. as a as a step back. Yeah, yeah. Um, my knees are weren't, and it was just things like that and, and family life and work, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that sort of thing, just meant that you, you didn't have time for training um, midweek, um, and on a weekend you've got to sort of dedicate it to children or girlfriends yeah, or yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, because um, cause when I spoke to someone the other day, they spoke about the same thing, similar thing about coming to the end of the career and, and knee injuries, um, and, you know, and they struggled with the fact that, um, it was Andy Campbell, and he, and he struggled. He said he struggled. 
that with that side of things where he had an injury and he had to give up his career basically um in a sense yeah oh and then and, and i think that's what it is for for a lot of people who 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 kind of push themselves into sport is when it's time to give up they struggle with that side of things and it's almost like an empty yeah there's a void there um so for instance if you're playing football on a saturday and sunday or even if it's a saturday you might have a game in midweek or if you, if you didn't you might train once or twice and then you know yeah. you're back there's something to look forward to do you know there is, yeah. purpose in life and that's a purpose um and and there's always that thing there's always that part in the season where the, you come towards the end of the season whether you won won a cup or not and you're thinking oh i can't yeah. wait till is it august or wherever it is for the new season to start so then there's that massive voice yeah. you're trying to fill this the saturday afternoons there um so for, so you kind of just you just you played and you felt and even just while you were playing did you did you feel did you feel anything that there was a there was missing anything missing or is it just when it came to the end of your career mainly well yeah mainly when it came to the end um and yeah that's where it sort of really hit but obviously my mum passing away sort of when I was in my mid twenties, yeah, 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 that will have affected me. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so there will have been a grieving process there, um, and I don't know if I ever grieved properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know that I've come to terms with it, and you, you've got to get on with your own life. You can't always live in the past. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got a great family now. Ben, mum, and my stepbrother and sister, etc. Yeah. And um, that's all good now. And um, but yeah, I think it was mainly, I was never 100% happy. Yeah, yeah. But I functioned through, um, through purpose of playing football and going to work, playing football and going to work. Yeah, yeah. So you are you saying that you wasn't happy even before, when she was alive or was it just after she was actually she, she passed? <clears throat> I don't think I'd have moved around so much if I was happy. I think I was always looking for something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was it, was it, do you think it was anything affected to what you, because you said you're ambitious, was it anything affected to what you wanted to be or, um, I think what I'm saying... No, I don't think I... I'm sorry. I don't think I even, I don't think I even knew what I wanted to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like I said, Uh, for some people, like you said, you didn't know what you wanted to be. For some people, it's that, and then some people, they wanted to be something and they didn't, like somebody wants to be a kid that wants to be a footballer and it's kind of yeah. is the way um so you didn't you wasn't quite sure then no no um like we mentioned like um you spoke about before we came um on the podcast you've done so many jobs um and they've all been sort of very similar um, yeah, yeah. working with children working within sports yeah, yeah. working with the privileged um, environments and societies. Yeah. Yours have all been very linked and very sort of coordinated. Where I've done this and I've done that and I've done somewhere else and I've worked here and I've worked there and it was always just a case of not being happy doing those things. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to find something that I enjoyed doing. And over the last four years, working within mental health, um, supporting other people with mental health, um, fundraising, cycling—that it's all come together as being yeah, yeah. Uh, something I really enjoy doing. I have a passion about it. The 
because of my own experiences and it's something that um, helps others but yet gives me a lot of fulfillment within life as well yeah and and you know it's it's funny because you said you said that because um i remember not knowing what i wanted to do um i never wanted to go to i never wanted to go to university i never wanted to you know you know i was one of the first cohorts of so i'm extreme my age here but i'm one of the first cohorts who did you know the very first ones who did gcse in, in you know in gcse so and i never really yeah. got, got you know i wasn't really I'm, you know i was i was maybe when i was younger that i was I'd read books and stuff but as I got older, you know, things happened and I didn't really get into, I didn't get the marks I did, I, need, I wanted or whatever. But I didn't look at, I didn't, I didn't look at the marks and think, oh, well, you know, and I never wanted to go, and I stayed on it, I stayed on at school a bit, but I never really wanted to go to university and then I ended up going to university um, in my 20s. Um, yeah. and, I, and I didn't really want to because I just, I, I, want, I wanted to book against the trend and I didn't, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it's like you said, it's not similar to find myself. And then even when I came, and then at, 20, at 28, I'm going 28, 27, 28, coming out of university. Um, so you can see how long I held off for. Um, so yeah, yeah. do you see what I mean? So is that, like you said, you you, you would have traveled, you'd have, you'd have done all these things. Um, and like you say, for me, it was like, well, you know, where do I go, where do I go? Um, you, you, you then spoke about your jobs. Was there any jobs yeah. that you found that you wanted, that you liked or enjoyed, that you wanted to stay, or is it kind of thing, oh, I'm doing this job, no, I don't really want to do this job, or... It, it, were all just, it was all just pay bills. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was never... And most of them had been sales-orientated jobs. Yeah, yeah. Which I was pretty good at. My, my sales figures were good. I, I was always hitting target, but it was just... It was just never something I enjoyed doing. Yeah, we're yeah, always yeah. just pay the bills yeah, and yeah. to make to grab to pub on a weekend and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's 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 because if you want to speak about it, I mean, let's talk about you just to let people know. Sorry, just let people know um, what uh, you know when you when. Leading up to your breakdown, was it the first, the first, the first time you were gonna, you, you know, you you attempted suicide? What, what did you, um, what led up to that? What, and what was your, what was the moments like leading up to? I don't mean leading up to the, the day or the time, but was it was it a catalogue of things happening? No, it was, um, it was what I found to be very stereotypical of men, um, and it was a relationship breakup. It was um, me and my partner at that time. We weren't having a good time. She was working away a lot. I was working a lot. We weren't really seeing each other. Um, and that deteriorated very, sort of quite quickly and uh, very impulsively. Um, I was like, oh well, uh, if I don't have her, I don't have anything. And it was like, very much that um, she doesn't love me, so nobody loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, it was, it's really irrational because yeah, yeah. obviously I've got brothers, I've got 
uh, my dad yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had friends I had um, work colleagues and everything that we spent time with football and but it was just it was just like a cloud that came over me and everything was dark um, and even though it was impulsive I drove all the way from Oxford to Blackpool um, and that night I cut my wrists in a shower um, I drank a lot and I tried to force feed myself as many tablets as I could fit down my throat. Yeah. And, and and it didn't. I didn't succeed. And literally the morning after, I put myself into hospital. It was like, what are you doing? I was yeah, like, yeah. why did you do that? Yeah. Um, and it was just like, go get yourself help. You need help. But I did. Um, and I was in hospital for eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, like I say, it was like that, that cloud or the mist just came across me. Yeah, yeah. And it's, this seems like a really good idea. Let's go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good idea. Yeah. But I mean, and 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 you, you, the very fact that because I was going to say, oh, was you found or or what happened? But you actually said that the next morning you actually you actually got up. You actually yeah. you actually made your way to the. So you found that strength to to make your way to the hospital and check, even check yourself. Yeah. Um, did you yeah. did you speak to anybody um, before that or after that or or was it just you? No, it was just me. It was just me. I'm off. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's again. You found you found the strength there to. Um, get through the got through the night um, or the yeah. hours, and you know the next morning you you made made it to, to. So what was it like? What was it like for you to be in? What what was your thoughts when you were inside the hospital during those eight weeks? Um, to start with, it was just doing as I was told. It was like wake up, wash, take your medication, eat. <laughs> do the well-being groups and it was like just just do as you're told it was fairly regimented but I was quite proactive in regards to attending these little um, occupational health sessions I wanted to get involved with the exercise side of things um, and whilst I'm not creative at all if they had an art group or a writing group I'd go along because it broke up your day it's Two months to be in hospital is quite a long time, so you've got to sort of keep yourself busy, yeah. or you actually go more insane um, thinking about what you've lost and why you're there, and um, sort of beating yourself up about. Oh, I just wish I were at home. What's that? So uh, I went through the, the therapy process and yeah, yeah. and tried to understand it. I could yeah. just tried to learn about what I'd done. Yeah. Did anybody? From your family come and see you or anyone that you knew were, were they not in, involved in yeah. that? No, so my, yeah, my, my dad um, and my stepmom um, and my brothers I think they all came to see me fairly regularly and and I, I was always I think it was only it was only that mist that came across me that made me go to Blackpool to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like the morning after. It was like I need help for that because that's not 
normal. That's, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then afterwards, it was just like, let's do everything that I can to get out of the hospital. Um, and it's a term that's been said to me quite a lot, is that you present well. And it, I was. I was always acting really well. Yeah. I always pretended that I was okay. And you just put on that front to say, let me get out of here. And, and that's what I did for quite a few months. Right. And, and you, you know, as a, as a man, we're both men, did you find it hard? Did you find it hard to? You know, you, you finally came and spoke to you, but did you find it hard to to, to tell them the all, to, to give them your old thoughts, or did you keep things inside? What kept loads inside? Yeah, kept, uh, yeah, I kept absolutely loads inside. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's why I was thirty years old then. I'm forty-one this year. Yeah, that's a long way. And that's why up until four years ago, these mists and these problems and lack of self-confidence, lack of identity, lack of structure in my life and things kept reoccurring. Um, and they reoccurred more and more often. Yeah. And so if, and then I found out this man club and I started to talk about it then. It was like, I was really honest, I was really open. I got everything off my chest and there'd be one guy who knew about this part of me and another guy that had empathised with that side and all of a sudden it was like, well, he feels that, he feels this and the others get that. But it's not strange. No. It's it's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. So why did I feel so embarrassed and ashamed about it and why couldn't you just yeah, why, why didn't you, if, you if, if I'd have known now that yeah, I'd feel yeah. this way then, yeah, yeah. then I'd have done it much sooner. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't know that. And there wasn't all this social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, campaigns about mental health and mental health. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, yeah. But there is now, and I hope like we are doing now yeah. that people can listen and go well he's always got a smile on his face now yeah. he must be happy now because he's talking about it yeah yeah definitely definitely and, and you spoke about um, you know you then kind of there was a there was a there was a a time where did you feel that you after the first time even though you didn't speak about it, did you did you just go, kind of go, get on with your life and just just get on? And and but there's still this, like you said, these moments of cloud or you know, how did you learn to cope during that 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 period between you know you said I think you said you you you, you, you tend to suicide the second time. What? How did you learn to cope between that? Thirty to thirty-six. Um, I had a relationship um, with a a friend that I knew from school. Yeah. Um, and we had a child after three years. So um, it was two years of sort of romance. Yeah. Um, and she had children, so it was sort of 
all very new to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Being not stepdad, but sort of that type of role. And it was all new. So it was um, it was all something different in my life. Yeah, Instead yeah. of job to job or um, location to location, yeah, yeah. it was it was something new for me to sort of concentrate on. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I had my son. Um, so there's all his childhood years and yeah. getting that, to learn how, how to make, be a dad. How did that make you feel? How did that make you feel having a you know like a, a child and you know how did that make you feel i had purpose yeah it was that yeah. i was a dad and i had purpose i had my little boy i had to look after him i had to give him everything yeah. um, and, and that's sort of what got me through and um, and then like i say it was again that that relationship broke that to break down and that's where my Demons started again. That them clouds started to become more regular. Yeah. And that that feeling that I said before of um, just not being worthy, not being loved. Yeah, yeah. I was called a bad. I was called a bad dad. And that meant that to me took away my purpose. Took away sort of my identity. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't. I always thought. Oh, I thought I was a good dad. Yeah, yeah. But all, all the negative connotations started coming back. Um, and that's where the second suicidal attempt, so my last suicidal attempt came from. And it, it was the moment when she said, well, until you sort yourself out, you're not seeing him. And it was like, I didn't like that because she'd literally just taken away <laughs> my purpose in life. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I flipped. And it, again, it was, I, it, I've said it before, it, it was four hours of madness where that mist came over and it was like, right, do it. Yeah. And then the day after, um, it was like, I, well, I literally said to myself, right, you need to thought yourself out because yeah. your suicide attempt is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And, and, one day you're going to succeed and your dad won't have a son, your brothers won't have his brother, and no one won't have his dad. Yeah, yeah. So, thought yourself out. And, you won't, and you won't have you. The main thing is that you won't have you. Yeah, I won't, yeah. That's the main thing, because you're yeah, going to look I, at yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't have me. And even, yeah, even though that had been through sadness and darkness and depression and, and suicidal thoughts, that morning, I still realised that I needed to be there. Yeah, yeah, you needed you because no matter, you know, we have kids and, and all those and everything else, the, mo- the bottom line is it's you. Because um, without yeah. you, without you, you don't have, the people don't have those things, you don't have those things. So it's you. If you don't eat, yeah. if you don't eat, you'll lose weight and you'll end up in hospital, blah, blah, blah. And then you're no good to anybody else. It's you. Yeah, that's that's something that's something that I've really learned over the last few years is that um, unless I'm truly happy, the people around me aren't happy. Yeah. Um. So, like my fiance now, um, I I run my mental health group. I do my cycling. I go away for months on end to do these around Britain and across yeah. Europe challenges, and she allows me to do that. But it 
makes me happy. And because I'm happy, she's happier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When before, before it was very much a pretense of being happy. Uh, and that's why I think that things always sort of used to fall around around me because I couldn't keep that act up yeah, yeah. permanently. Yeah. So what, on when you when just to kind of go back to you know when you had the second attempt, you didn't end up going to hospital, did you? No. No. Yeah. Um, I had support, I had support from the home treatment team. They came out to support me. Yeah. Um, but it, there was no hospital there. Yeah. I'd I'd again presented very well, I think. Yeah. Um, but I had um, a significant determination within me to go. Yeah. Yeah. The NHS, the mental health support room hadn't helped me over the last six, seven years. So it's up to me now. I'm going to get this organised and I'm going to get this sorted and I'm going to make a difference for myself in my life. Yeah, yeah. So that means really, um, you know, because we're going to come down to now, come to come to this, you know, you, you, you're... Because at the end of the day, you, you, you had... You had those thoughts and there was this, like, maybe spur the moment thoughts and... It, even if one wasn't, you kind of drove miles to, do you know what I mean? We're, we're laughing and thinking, smiling about it, but we can because what, what, what that says is that there's a strength there. You built up that strength. And even the second time when you said, I didn't go to um, hospital, there's, there's, again, there's another sign of strength in that you didn't want to go back there. Even though you might have attempted, yeah. you didn't want to go back to that thing. Now you've got a purpose. You've got your purpose, you've got your... You know, you've got you and you've got your son and your son needs, um, your son needs this person, this person who's who's brought, brought him into this world. Um, so, you know, and so you're, you're on a positive mindset and you said you were determined. You seem very determined. Um, so yeah. what, 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 so the smile came back, would you say? When did you, when did you, when did you look in the mirror and say this smile has come back? Or have you ever looked in the mirror? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I always look in the mirror. Um, <laughs> I, I never do. I, never do. Of, I always look a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, I don't. So most of the time, I don't even care if I. Yeah. If, like, I need a haircut now. Um, I probably need to have a shave, um, and I will do. Yeah, but yeah. my face is my face. Yeah. Um, yeah and exactly. I've learned to accept that now. Yeah. Um, but when so in so after. Um, Realising I need to get myself together, I started cycling, um, and I cycled 50 miles every day for 50 days. Wow! And it was during that, it was during that I uh, did a bit of a video blog about my journey um, and about how it was helping my mental health. It was resilience and routine, and um, pushing yourself through them hard times. And cycling and mental health sort of really went hand in hand for me. Um, about sort of enjoying the highs, um, going through whatever obstacles and hurdles are in front of you to reach that end goal. Yeah. And sometimes you can stop and you can have a rest, but you've sort of got to always keep moving forwards. Um, otherwise, you become stagnant and you get stuck in a rut. And don't, you don't experience these new things that you do if you keep on opening doors and challenging yourself. Yeah. And that's just, and that's 
gone from 50 miles every day for 50 days to cycling around Britain in 40 days twice and across Europe in ridiculous heats yeah, yeah. Um, with language barriers and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and fundraising and talking to people and just... Through, through cycling, I've met so many amazing people yeah. that inspire me as well. And they've got a purpose and they've got their own ideas about how they want to do things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just constantly learning from people that I look up to now um, and who I admire. Yeah, yeah. And, and funny you say that as well, because you're looking up to people, but there'll be people who are going to be looking up to you. So just as much as you may be in awe of... Uh, but... Yeah, carry on, carry on. I think uh, there's, there's, there's certain people I, who I've met when I've been cycling around Britain and they have called me inspirational and a role model and somebody that they um, take um, great pleasure from watching grow and develop. Yeah. But I watch them on Facebook as well and on Instagram yeah, and on yeah. Twitter. And it's it's very reciprocal. Yeah. They're doing good things. I'm doing good things. And together we've got a really we've got a support network of people who are all trying to do good things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was, I was going to say that, like you say, it's it's like you say it's reciprocated. And we and you you and as you go on, you'll find you start to find that more happening. Even people that you didn't even realise that are. Um, um, that I didn't even realise that are in awe of you or who are looking up to you thinking wow because even now I'm going I'm, you know cycling I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm about to go look for a bike <laughs> and it's long it's, I'm, I'm running a bike for a long time so um, and obviously here when it's so hot um, it's harder to do that here um, so so when I hear the story I mean I've heard stories with people you know talking about the doing I, I, did a inter- I did a chat with somebody who was doing, um, who, who broke the world ch- um, chin-up record the other day. I'm thinking, what? what? <laughs> you know what I mean, I can't even do one. So it's, 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 there's a range of people out there who have been through so many different things and they find their things to cope. Um, like I say, I've spoken to people. Um, and that, what you're saying yes. there, I'm finding that a lot where people have, particularly with sport type, sports types um, of, um, activities. There was a, there was a guy who likes you know some people like to rock climb, and they will climb, and he will climb, and he'll go to somewhere yeah. else, and he'll go and climb, and and he won't stop. And like you said, it's that determination, and you've kind you've kind of built that up in you, um, that kind of determination, and you and you. It's almost like you've built, you've found a new you, a new kind of a confidence, which you. Yes, you say I wish I found it before, but. I always say things no, things never happened before it's time and now it's like you're finding that thing now for you uh, yeah I, I agree with that I, I'm, I'm in this place today because of everything that's happened before yeah um, I might not have been here if I had have skipped a step yeah um, I had to go through the entire journey I couldn't just fast forward to now yeah because I wouldn't have had building block in place the foundation would not have been the same yeah, that's not to say that people should go out there and, you know, be, be doing things to think it, to speed things up or commit suicide or whatever it is. It's just that that's your journey and you've you've lived that and you've 
you know, some, sometimes you've got to look back to yourself and think, well, what got me through that? And, and what got through me through that is um, strength and belief. Um, and strength, then, belief, yeah. resilience, um, still looking towards the future yeah. of where you want to be. Yeah. In, let's, in five years' time, I want to be here. Well, I don't really know where I want to be in five years' time, but I don't want to be here. Yeah. I want to be always forward, so I want to be progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk more about your your. You, you, you kind of hinted on it there that you've 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 rode across the you've rode across Europe. Or you've your language barrier. And was it any other? Has, has there been ever ever been a time where you thought, oh no, I can't do this. I'm I'm, I'm my goal's there, and even my feet sore, or my my ankles hurting me, or whatever it may be, or um, or the heat. Oh, you know, has there ever been a time where you thought, you know what? I'm not going to do it, but you did it. Yeah, um, there was um, days coming through Poland where I'd got heat stroke, um, and I was literally in the back of this van just dying. Um, it was it was too hot. I was dizzy. I felt sick. Yeah. Um, you, we took time out and we rested and uh, rehydrated. I continued. Um, there was a time this year when I was in Torquay. And it was 36, 37 degrees down there. And I'm trying to cycle up 20% gradient hills after hills, after hills, after hills. Um, And it was just relentlessly hot. And the hills just literally came one after another, after another. And it was like, this is hard. But it's those days that when you do get to the end, get the most satisfaction out of yeah. and so it was if you stop now you're going to be really disappointed with yourself Ryan yeah. if you even if you just carry on for a little bit more you'll be less disappointed with yourself yeah. but then you just repeat that cycle it's like don't stop now because you'll still be disappointed yeah, yeah, yeah. just come on get to the end yeah 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 have you found that since you've been doing that because I'm saying this because obviously it's the listeners out there have you found that when you since you've got into cycling you've learned more say about cycles you've learned more about the roads you learn more because I think that when we get into things we start to learn more about not just that subject but what surrounds it so it might be the incline it might be the type of food it might be the type of food for the environment have you found that like diets and all that sort of stuff changes and, and depending on where you're cycling yeah so yeah, things like uh, diet and nutrition and rehydration <clears throat> um, all start to become factors. So I do eat better when I'm cycling yeah, yeah. Um, and do look after myself a lot more, stretching. Yeah. Um, and, and then, but then there's things like my geography's knowledge of geography has improved yeah. massively. Yeah. Um, my fear of being on the road has um, reduced. Yeah. Because I've spent so many hours on the roads now, and I've only had two accidents, um, and neither have been really, really bad. Yeah. So, people who say, oh, I, I, I couldn't do what you do, roads are too dangerous. Well, you can do what I'm doing, because the roads aren't that dangerous. It's all just in your mindset. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, I, I'm learning, I'm learning from everybody every day. Um, I, I look at, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and 
the, the sort of people that were in my sphere um, of both mental health and cycling uh, are giving me new tips and new knowledge all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, I would say, I'm going to hazard a guess that this is that you, because you've just said I and me so many times then after that question. So it just goes to show that, I, you know, it makes me wonder during those dark times, was there or would there have been a lot of eyes and me? And because it seems like now you, you, you've, you've taken on this and you, your confidence has grown. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can do things and I will do things. Yeah, I will. I can. Um, yeah. And yeah, instead of I can't do this and I can't do that and everybody else says I won't be able to do it. Um, and nobody else has got belief in me. But yeah, now it's I can. Yeah. And even if I can't, I'm gonna give it a bloody good go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear the accent then. A bloody good go. Yorkshire, Yorkshire came out. Yorkshire came out. So um, tell us about some of the charities and some of the some of the things you you're planning and and you know the name of the charities and the things that you do and and just. You know, let people know that you're out there and and some of the things that you do. Yeah, so in the past, I've fundraised for Andy's Mantle, um, which is a UK men's mental health group, um, which was set up to um, help prevent male suicide. Yeah, they've got um, groups that run Scotland, England, Wales. Fantastic, look them up, Andy's Man Club. Um, I've fundraised and I've worked for Mind the Mental Health Charity um, as a peer support worker. So, um, yeah, supported them. Hammersley Homes, who are in Wilmington in Hampshire, supported them and the Mental Health Foundation, yeah. uh, amongst NHS and a few others. But my, um, my focus and my dedication at the moment outside of cycling is I have my own um, set of peer support groups in and around Keithley and West Yorkshire right. for both men and women, and it's called It Worth Talking About. So um, we've got five men's groups and three women's groups at the moment, and, and yeah, we're just trying to encourage people to talk, come out, um, help others, listen to others, and and let's and try and reduce that stigma of um, we don't have to be tough Yorkshire people. Um, <laughs> we can we can we, we can yeah. We, we, it's not about the the pit days anymore. Um, that's that's history, and we don't have to be strong farmers or rugby players or whatever um, sort of stereotypes there is of Yorkshire and black cap and the whippets. Yeah. Um, we can. We can, we, can, we can be modern men and women um, and we can raise um, modern boys and girls to be okay to talk about mental health. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and like I said, we mentioned, we mentioned you your top there. So is was Recycle You, Recycle Yourself, you Recycle You, because that's a good thing, Recycle You. Is, was, that, is that, was that one of the projects or is that, your, is that one, something that you've called your, your group or your... No, so recycle yourself was it was more it was more of a message than anything. It was something that 
I started to believe in within myself um, a little bit of a mantra uh, of there was good parts of me um, and there was good abilities that I had um, sporty, determined, resilient, yeah. those sort of things. Um, but there was bad parts of me, um, of the impulsivenesses, um, the um, reacting to situations very quickly and very badly, yeah. and just not thinking through um, what I was going to do. So I took the good bits, I threw away the bad bits, and I tried, tried to recreate myself um, into a better person. And it just became that mantra of, um, of, of recycling myself in, from from rubbish into yeah. something useful yeah. 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 that contributed to life. Yeah. So you you know you you sound happier. Um, what 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 do you do? Oh, what does what does Ryan do away from the cycling? What's you know he's he's he's, he's you know he's, he's got his newfound life. He's got his girlfriend. What are some of the other things that kind of keep you ticking over? Some of the things that you might like or. And and if you if there's any times where you're feeling a bit low, is it what do you do to kind of push you know prep yourself up? Um, <coughs> loads of things like I I enjoy food now. Um, I don't enjoy cooking it so much, but I enjoy <laughs> eating it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've got I've got a really good circle of friends yeah. that I can go out and see um, and spend time with. And I like just going new places, seeing new things, and it it can be five minutes down the road, or it can be fifty miles away. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. to me anymore because there's I go out with a different mindset. Um, of, of I may have walked this walk yesterday, but that walk today will be different because you you're, you're always looking at different things. Um, I've got my PS Park groups, so there's always some sort of Facebook post or something that I can do for that. Um, and I try and send out a positive, positive message, yeah. and by sending a positive message out there, it picks me up as well. And, and some days you just like to get immersed in cleaning, and just I'm going to have a proper good clean today, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, make my, and make my environment around me just feel better. By doing that, and I'll feel better. Yeah, fantastic. And and I'll just kind of hit upon the the, the fact that we had this um, or we've had it. Um, it still exists. This this virus thing. Um, cool. What was what was yeah. yeah what was <laughs> what was <laughs> what <laughs> what 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 I've noted. What I noticed is the environment kind of changed, and. It kind of tied in with you probably smiled a lot more with this it kind of tied in more with the outdoors you were able to that's not to say that you weren't doing it before but you're people now are able to cycle and i think mean, i was hearing stories in england where people were stealing bikes and I'm like what you know people stealing bikes from the nhs nurses and things like that and you're thinking and you realize that you know people wanting to get inadvertently wanted to get on their bike more you know there's one story where this guy had stopped the the police had um I'd kind of put a, a decoy bike and the guy traced it and the guy's stolen 100 bikes for sale. Yeah. <laughs> so you have you found that with what's happening, you know, particularly earlier on with the with the 
what you, I don't know, lock, stay indoors. I don't like calling it lock-ins. Stay indoors. Yeah, yeah. What, how did you, how did you um, find that? Was that sort of like bliss for you? Um, it was, well, you got your hour or so exercise that you were sort of deemed to be allowed, where you can go for your walk in local park or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, um, I took part in this, um, Mark Beaumont is the world record holder for cycling around the world. He did it in 80 days. Um, and I took part in three weekends where we were cycling 240 miles each per, per, per person in one day. So throughout the group of us, we'd cycle around the world and we were raising money for the NHS. So I started to enjoy exercising indoors as well um, and just experience again experiencing something different i was always going out to see things but actually i could feel quite a lot of enjoyment from doing things from home as well so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I, I i think i really benefited from covid and it has sort of developed my life and it's put a lot of things on hold but it's also given me the opportunity to meet and see and speak to a lot of people and put plans in place um, to help people through the current situation, but also when we come out of it to the other side, if we come out of it to the other side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And let's let's um this last the last part on this. You 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 spoke about your, your peer groups. Do you do you tend to do those online as well? Is it an online thing now? This thing this this thing's happening, uh, or is it? Me? No, at the moment, um, peer support groups are exempt from the uh, rule of six. Um, we can only have 15, uh, and we do still social distance within our groups, but they're still face-to-face. Um, and, and that's nice because I, I'm, I'm meeting new people, and I'm meeting new people who are all, I suppose, seeking something, um, whether it be help, friends, or guidance, purpose, um, or um, or signposting or a little bit of direction yeah, and yeah. because the people within our group um, not just me but the other people that are attending we're all helping each other through this difficult time and yeah, yeah. that's it's, it's, there's a lot of satisfaction there um, and like if we go all the way back to the start of this conversation it provides me with purpose each yeah. and every single day. Yeah. And that's something that really makes me happy now. Yeah. And before before we go, what would you say what would you say to um, someone out there um, who may be struggling because you know the, the fallout of the fallout of this virus thing is not is not going you know, flu and that people will die. People die from the flu and know yeah. that it happens every year and you know and even pneumonia yeah, pneumonia type of flu and, and, and things like that so it's, it's so people you know it's not it's a tragedy but we know there's certain people that are going to it's going to happen to or it's happened to or whatever so the biggest fallout yeah. really is going to be mental health you know you know we can say absolutely you know we can say you, you know when, when, when we look at flu and things like this and these this virus or whatever there's almost a certainty that certain when someone's going to die in a sense of when we say that is, we know that happens because 
some people's respiratory systems it breaks down or it just affects people in a different way so the so when we, when, we, when you take that away the biggest fallout really now is going to be mental health um it is, is because everybody can suffer from mental health yes so not just people that have got underlying yes conditions yeah and it doesn't mental health isn't it doesn't do that thing where it points a finger because of one set of person one sex one um you know one race of people it, it's going to affect it affects everybody even on a day-to-day basis you know you you know your mental health could be affected if you drop the you know drop the milk and it smashes on the or a cup on the floor and then next minute you you're getting angry with your loved one or whatever so that's mental that's part of our mental health is what happens yeah. to us later on the line what would you say to somebody who may be struggling with men, you know mental illness mental health or with their mental health well I'm, I'm obviously a massive believer in talking about mental health um, speak to people about it don't bottle it up don't keep it inside because you do just become a volcano then and one day you are going to um, erupt and and you don't know where that fallout is going to exactly. end um, like I say when my mists have come it's been an eruption and that's been caused to me bottling things up because I talk about my mental health every single day now, um, I smile pretty much every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I get stressed sometimes, and yes, I have them days where it's like, oh, I don't want to today, but I'm quite content day by day. So first and foremost, talk about it. Um, and when you are talking about it, try and not make it personal. Um, it's part of life at the moment, and I think that everybody is struggling in some way or another. So just try and ride it through a little bit. The world's going to get better. Um, it might change, but it's going to be a better world. Um, and the only way we can make it a better world is by each of us doing that little bit to help ourselves. And through helping ourselves, we will help other people. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. And I'd say thank you for coming on. Where can you be found? Where can you be found? And is there any plans to write a book as such? <laughs> yeah, that's one of one of the bits that's keeping me busy at the moment and also causing me a lot of stress. Um, so I am writing a book about my cycle rides around Britain, the people that I met, um, the ups and downs, not just the hills and the mountains but also the, the them days where I didn't want to give up I didn't want to cycle in rain and I didn't want to cycle in the sun and I didn't want to cycle up hills um, but yeah there's a good lesson in resilience there so I, yeah I can be found um, on Facebook LinkedIn Twitter and Instagram um, and the best way to find me is search hashtag Ryan Rides Around Britain that will uh Put you in touch with my groups and, and my pages. Ryan rides around Britain. So you've heard that, that's the yeah. hashtag. And if you get on that hashtag, Ryan Anderton, he's, he's been through um, so much as a man, as a father, as a human being, and, and he's managed to lift himself out of, um, there's a word I always use, doldrums. It's a word often used in football, um, doldrums. Um, he's left himself out of the doldrums, and you know he's he's um, 
he's definitely a role model and somebody to, to, to get in contact with him. So if you can, contact with him. And Ryan, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for coming on um, and talking. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. By the way, what, what, what's, your, what's your... You said you like football. What's your favourite football team? <laughs> top, 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 top of the way. Who's that there? Who's up the league at the moment? Everton. Everton, yeah, Everton. <laughs> Everton, yeah, Everton's top of the league. Yeah, yeah, because they've won. That might, yes, that might be why I'm smiling so much, man. Um, <laughs> Everton have been in them, Everton have been in them doldrums for quite a while. Yeah, well, um, it might be Premier League doldrums, but yeah, successful so far. Yeah, well, um, I'm a I'm a Liverpool fan, so yeah. We'll speak. We'll speak on Saturday night, there. <laughs> yeah. And, and for those, those those guys listening out there, people listening out there, it's um it's the Merseyside derby coming up, and we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll we'll have, we'll have a, a talk about that. Maybe. Yeah. In fact, I love, love to have another podcast, another episode with you to talk about some of the things, maybe some of the funny journeys and some of the things that have happened to you when you've been in Europe and things like that. It'd be brilliant to have another another chat, um, and we can kind of talk about it. You know, it could be 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And if you ever need to talk to me or whatever, we can. You know, we can go on the podcast and let it out. And, oh, this happened, or or you can talk about your charity, something that's a charity event that's coming up, and because then because yeah, yeah. the podcast goes out to the world anyway. So yeah, yeah. It's, but it's been it's been great having you on. Absolutely, man. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. It's been great having you on, and um, like I say, I mean, if you ever <laughs> don't think you'll ever want to come here, but um, the temperature, like I say, it's thirty-five today, and this is the coolest it's been since. Um, I would say March. You know, every yeah. day, every day it's like in the forties, and th- every single day, and it's sunny every day. So, yeah. yeah. So, thank you for coming on. Have you, have, have, yeah, have you seen me, man? I'm ginger. Gingers don't like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thank you for coming on, and and you know, yeah. you know, God bless you, 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 your family, and, and I hope everything. With your son and everything comes to comes to fruition, which it will do. I mean, you, you, you're building up now, and Sorry. yeah, and um, Sorry, thank you for coming on. Nice chatting to you. And what I'll do, thank is you. I'll put this on, and then we'll go. That was fantastic. That was men are nuts. Speak to you soon. <laughs>